Buckle up, my friends. We got a special one today. A special one. Uh, Logan Graff. Ever heard of him? He's active on social media and is investing, in my opinion, way too much time for an accounting firm owner into YouTube. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about why. And I got Logan here with me to do it. Hi, Logan. Hey, that's me. Okay. See you on the other side. Let's do it. Okay, Logan, my dear, uh, you have been especially, I don't know, it seems like in the last like four months or something, uh, producing videos. Is it every week? Yeah, I've been cranking into high gear ever since summer started, about one video a week. Now, tax season deadline kind of destroyed that for yeah. a couple of weeks, but I'll be posting a video tomorrow. Okay, so for people who haven't met you before, haven't seen you online, what's the 30 second Logan intro? Yeah, I'm Logan. And if you haven't heard, I have a YouTube channel. I own my own CPA firm down in Austin, Texas, and currently dabbling in YouTube. So every week I try to make a video about running a CPA firm, how I run a firm, and currently thinking about starting another channel like uh, like yours truly, like uh, maybe just following in your footsteps a little bit. Oh, wow. Um, so your firm right now, you have, uh, you've got an employee. Do you have a contractor also? What's the firm look like? Just high level. Yeah, I got a contractor Brian and employee Gary. Brian and Gary. Uh, you do tax, I know. Do you do any CAS stuff? Any accounting? I'm getting into CAS. Yeah. Okay. I'm still working into it slowly. That's okay. my goal. Less tax, more CAS. I specifically wanted to bring that up because when we first met, I DM'd you on June 23rd of 2020 on Twitter. And I said, hey, Logan, let's chat sometime. I try to keep connected with as many of my cast, cast brethren, brethren as possible. And you said, uh, basically, hey, yeah, it would be great to connect. And didn't disclose at that point in time that you uh, didn't do any casts at all. <laughs> Catfished you. Catfished me. Cast and here we are. Fished you. <laughs> okay, so YouTube. <laughs> You're a busy accounting firm owner. With enough stuff to do. You got cute little kids? You got a wife? Like, what in the world? You got that Mustang to work on? What in the world are you doing burning days creating YouTube videos? Like, what? what is the rationale behind that? Yeah, I'm burning a full day uh, uh, creating content, essentially. A day a week? A full day. Like, Friday is my content day. So, I shoot and edit, and all in one day, I script the night before, and I could be running my firm. Or I could be with my family <laughs> and uh, I'm doing this because turns out a lot of people are interested in hearing me talk about or watching me talk about running a firm. And that's kind of how I started my Twitter following, talking about how I run a firm, uh, memes, lots of memes and, you know, talking about taxes because I'm the tax telegraph and I was going to be 100% talking about tax, but then I realized everybody, all, all the views are coming from the videos where I talk about my firm and how I run my, how I run my firm. Mm -hmm. And so now it's kind of encouraged me to help encourage the next generation of firm owners. So if you haven't heard, there's an accounting shortage. Uh, apparently there is. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what Wall Street Journal says. And we need to inspire more people to run their own firm. And I think the, the transparency that I bring 
uh, helps encourage those to to do that because it is pretty daunting to do that. That's that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is I'd I'd love to monetize this baby one day and mm, now we're talking make some money off of it. Yeah, it's really fun. So okay, so it's on the pie chart. You've got there's like an altruistic element, like you want to help pull more people in, uh, or you know at least show them a version of it that's maybe more relatable than what they've seen. I know, yeah, I know. Like for me, also, I just didn't like. I didn't know anybody that ran a firm, and I'd never seen anybody talk about it. And so it was like that wasn't even something that was even on my radar to know about. You really enjoy it? Is that that's that sounds like a driver? As you're having fun with it? Yeah, I mean, I love being funny and entertaining that's the whole like if i'm not entertaining someone while i make my video then i'm gonna stop because <laughs> talking about accounting firms <laughs> I just, yeah there's probably more entertaining things to talk about uh and then like make money from it monetizing that thing like what is that how do you make that mental like roi calculation and can you even put your finger yet on exactly how you would mm. do that it's a slow build like i'm sure you you know about this like it takes a lot of videos a lot of time on the screen before you start to build traction same thing with building any sort of community or social media presence it takes a while to build and once you hit a certain point you start to see uh, some fruit from it so right now i'm starting to see some fruit from it like i'm gonna be panelists in a conference at qb connect i'm gonna be potentially speaking at another conference in in December as well. So it's starting to open the door and then I have potential clients actually seeing my content <laughs> mm. and messaging me on LinkedIn saying, Hey, I watched your video and I can relate. I was like, Oh, okay. So we're starting to open up many avenues of ways this can be monetized. So either through accounting industry related partners or just other business owners appreciating how I talk about running my my business. I think like, I think a big blocker for a lot of people is they hear folks talk about that. And like, they're like, I'm an accountant. Like I don't identify as somebody that does that. So like, honestly, they probably don't even listen to this podcast when they see the title, like should accountants be invest be investing in YouTube. They're like, no, I don't make videos. I'm an accountant. Do you think you like, do you identify as like a creator or an influencer or like something that is different than those people you think? Yeah, I, I mean, now I'm starting to feel more like a creator uh, than an accountant after making all these videos over the summer. I'm starting to identify as one, as a YouTuber, especially with uh, this group of middle school boys that I hang out with every week. Okay. You know, it's always cool to th say that you you have a YouTube channel. <laughs> okay. You <laughs> don't need any more context on that at all. Yeah. Um, it, it's something that I, I, would, I would love to move more into. Even though I have a CPA firm, you, I think you came into this decision as well. Like how much time do I spend with creating content versus running my business? And then you come to the point where it's like, I may enjoy this way more and, and money is starting to come in to where mm -hmm. I, I can pull back on the business or delegate more work. What was that yeah. frame of mind like you said now you said you're now starting to identify more as that because you're doing it more and like you've built a habit and all of that. But what was that frame of mind before? Like what like why do you think it is that you just started gravitating to that thing? Like did you have something in you that was like, "Oh, this has always been appealing to me?" or how did you get there? Yeah, it was like 
I don't know. So I've always somehow been involved with creating videos since oh, really? high school and taking a media tech class, making videos, playing with editing software. Uh, and in college, my buddies and I would create stupid videos. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> or I would be a part of it at the time. And... Um, okay, people are going to work as you speak. Just drop those in the comments when you find them. <laughs> You'll never find it. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll You'll find, never them find now. it. Yeah, we'll find them. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was like, uh, it's always kind of been there to entertain for me yeah. at least. I'm, I'm one of those like behind the scenes entertainers. I'm not going to be forefront. And I think that's what's awesome about creating YouTube content is you're not really in front of people per se when you're doing it. You're, you are after the fact, but you get to express yourself in the comfort of your own room or studio yep. without having the pressure of, of hundreds of people in front of you. And the gift of editing and being able to make it all look polished and well thought out. Yeah. Uh, you get to edit out your blank stare uh, yeah. or, you know, your unenthusiastic line reading, yeah. which, which I have to deal with all the time because I'm pretty, pretty monotone. Yeah, you are. You sick of hearing people talking about AI, yet you get into the office and you're like, I, my inbox is still a dumpster fire, buddy, can you actually give me something that'll save me some time? I, I'm ready. Same, same bro. Listen, Client Hub, today's sponsor, you wanna know their mantra? AI, the Client Hub AI is not tomorrow, it's, it's today, buddy. It is, it's already happening. They're already shipping stuff in product that are super cool AI, large language model driven solutions. They're not just talking about it and putting out webinars about how cool this stuff is. Like they've actually are, are implementing it into their product in really meaningful ways. In fact, I don't know, they're one of the only companies that I've seen that have actually publicly put that roadmap out there to say, gang, here's the stuff that we are most excited about right now and here's the stuff we're working really hard on. Uh, and they're even extending like early beta access to some of these features for the folks who are most excited to be on the cutting edge of things. I know a lot of whom listen to this podcast. Picking your tech partners is as much about where they are today as where they are going tomorrow and the things that they're investing in. Got concerns about whether your partner's investing in AI? Check out Client Hub. Might be for you. Link in the show notes. You ever thought, man, if only there was a portal for all of these portals, one portal to rule them all, the portal portal, you know? And we say this kind of tongue in cheek, but also kind of not because we really don't like giving our clients fragmented experiences. Uh, spoiler alert, Copilot, sponsor of this video, that's kind of their mantra is uh, the portal for your portals. The notion that you can plug in any of the other tools that you use into Copilot to give people a single place to manage their stuff totally customize like all of the options that the client sees within that portal, even down to the client level. Like you can have different clients see different options down the left-hand side. Copilot's got a bunch of its own like built-in tooling, but you can also embed a bunch of the other tools you use into Copilot, giving clients a single place that they can log in and see all that stuff all in one place, which is the holy grail, right? Uh, I don't know, like, there's often times where one more tool for all of the tools isn't the solution, but for portals, I, I can't think of a better solution because we're at like, we've got all these different places we got to go log into all these things, right? And so if that's something that you've grappled with, Copilot might be for you. Uh, check out a link to Copilot in the show notes. So you've always had this like s sort of 
like sort of love for video. I, so John Garrett's got his, his kind of what's your and thing, you know, where what is, what is that thing that you love outside of work? And mm. I, like, is there any concern of making your and your business? Like, is, is there any fear there that uh, that thing that was like your fun escape then starts to feel like a job? Mm. It, it does. I've, I've like hinted at that or I felt a little bit of that over the summer when I was like, oh, it's Thursday. I got to start writing a script again and make a yeah. video. Uh, so that you get to that point pretty fast if you have other things going on in your life. Because when you're also running a business, you're super busy with that. And then if mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I don't really have space to create this content. And that makes you not want to do it because you just need, you feel the pressure to do the work that people are paying you to do. Right. So you really have to create space. And luckily over the summer for a person that does mostly taxes, there is some space. So that's why I've gone ham over the last four months, three months. But I'd love to continue the the cadence and hoping Gary's going to help me do that and free up some capacity because, and I'm also going to try to reduce my tax load as well, bring in different yep. types of clients. So I'm I'm kind of shifting my whole business now to be able to make more content. <laughs> so yeah. uh, don't tell yeah. my wife. <laughs> don't tell your wife. Uh, so right now, are you planning to do that year round if you can? The weekly cadence. Yes. Now that's going to be a hard lift come into January. But who knows? Maybe I'll hire an editor. And yeah. like I heard, that's one of the biggest game changers. Just paying somebody like a hundred bucks or 50 bucks to do it. And all of a sudden you freed up like four hours, five hours of editing time. I think that's the direction I'm going to head for my new channel. Uh, I'm going to do like a tax channel. I think I'm just going to get somebody to edit it because mm -hmm. that's what makes it more approachable. If you're just doing all the fun stuff, recording, writing, enjoying the end products, you don't have to edit it all. Then I think that sets you up. How, I mean, tell me about your experience with that. Like, Switching to an editor, did you start with an editor? Um, I definitely didn't start with an editor. Hiring an, an editor, not it's, so depends. There are people who can go out and hire an editor and post what they got back, no problem. There are other people who they hire an editor to, to do the whole thing. They get it back from the editor and then they redo the entire thing themselves. So mm. it's definitely person specific. It is, I would say, even worse than like delegating tax work because it is so subjective and the humor and the editing and the graphics and like all that stuff, it ultimately depends kind of on how particular you are. Mm -hmm. um, I have, I've worked with over a hundred editors now to get to the two main editors that I have. So it was definitely, it was for me anyway, it was definitely work because that doesn't I sound have fun. I, it was a big job because I have like a very particular way that I want it done to like kind of uphold, I don't know, a standard that's not always going to be necessary right. also. So I don't know. It's a balancing act. It's, it depends hmm. what you're going for too. Like if the goal is to get more people out in front of people, then hmm. if you're, if you're capable of lowering the bar on yourself and like not being so exacting, that's probably a good thing too. And so that's one thing that I've really struggled hmm. with. On the subject of that second channel, uh, I know you've you've kind of been on a journey of dis of discovering like who is it for. So we mm. talk a lot on the pod about 
making stuff that will attract a more specific type of person to your firm who will happily pay you more to do the stuff you're already doing. What does that journey look like in producing videos and thinking through or not thinking through who it's for when you write it and produce it? Yeah, like my new channel is going to be all about tax. So it's going to be for the general public, but I'd also love to use it as a funnel, a lead funnel, similar to what Laura Lynn does on TikTok. Mm -hmm. But that means the the care that I put into writing and editing and the subjects that I do will need to be for that specific type of client that would work well working with me. So I don't want to be the tax strategist on YouTube because I don't want to attract those types of clients. I want to be someone that wants people to do it by the book per se. So I just burned a whole bunch of bridges by saying that, uh, I think. (laughs) So have you, have you like thought through exactly who that will be beyond the general public who doesn't want to cheat? No, (laughs) that's the thing is, with every video you get to adapt and change because I could do videos more centered towards the general public. And then I can do videos where there's a call to action for people that I want to work with, like specifically have a topic, let's say over incentive stock options. Mm -hmm. And I go do a deep dive on ISOs. And then I say, Hey, I'm available to discuss ISOs and consult with you on that versus doing a video about Here's how the child tax credit works. Have you seen a model of anybody that has done this well on YouTube? Like build a firm around a YouTube channel? Accounting firm? Yeah. There's, I mean, the biggest, like the most popular channel that I see is Carlton Dennis. And he has like, I don't know, millions of views on some of his videos. And he also runs a firm. He's probably pretty successful in that regard. And he also... He makes he makes videos that you want to watch because they're very catchy mm. and like how to save money and here's how to deduct everything you want to deduct under yeah. the sun. So anything else? Are you just looking at video? Or are you thinking about anything else? Uh, I know you do social media, just stuff on Twitter. I see you doing some LinkedIn stuff. Also, if you're if you're thinking about going towards the client attraction end of the spectrum, but also like thought leadership within in the industry. Are you thinking of any other channels or really focusing on video? Really just video. My videos aren't designed to make podcasts out of, so they're not long enough right now, unless I'm just not thinking about it in the right way. So what if I could chop up my videos to be short little podcast snippets? Yeah, really just focusing on video. LinkedIn. If somebody... Yeah, sorry. You did, you did the same <laughs> long inhale and looked to the side that you did last time that fooled me. <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is like an untapped LinkedIn's an untapped area right now and it's it's very different than Twitter because I grew different. my audience on Twitter and the engagement on LinkedIn is is very different. It's it's very interesting when you make a post, the same post on Twitter and the same post on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's the, very backslappy, right? <laughs> like it's so it's so like thankful and wow, great job for doing this post. Like so true. I agree. You've it's a lot more positive than Twitter. I think it probably says something. Like, do you think it, a lot of it's fake though? Like, I wonder if like it's just <laughs> that it just generated a con- comment. Yeah, yeah. 
hey, I'm going to say a nice thing over here. You know, you're going to you're gonna come to my profile and comment right. on what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to send you a DM now. Okay, so if somebody is vaguely interested in this and putting together a video for clients and they haven't done this sort of thing before, like what is one really basic takeaway they could have from this that would maybe lower the barrier for them to to do something tomorrow, super basic? Yeah, I would say making video for your clients is probably the first step like versus out in the wild, sending that video out in the wild because clients aren't going to have the expectation that you're going to be some professional producing right. a video. They're going to expect a little dinky webcam and just you coming from, you know, the double chin. So like any sort of, you could, I mean, using an iPhone or a phone, Android phone is plenty of quality, even holding it. But like setting the low expectation on your ability to make it sound interesting, like, you know, set that really low. <laughs> Don't expect you to make a really nice video, but I think it's very approachable for doing, starting with your clients and it's something simple and they're going to enjoy it because if you're a virtual firm and they don't see you often, like hearing anything from your CPA or EA or mm -hmm. bookkeeper or accounting professional, tax professional, like they're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> so like you could easily be like, Hey, Hey clients, make a general video. I mean, you're, you're all about AI, just not being the expert in AI, but being someone who is just looking into it. I mean, like, hey, clients, like this, this AI tool is going to be really cool. And here's how I use it. And here's how you can use it too in your yeah. business. So super low barrier to entry. You can send it out in an email or a newsletter. It'll be really cool for them. Like I send out little Loom videos all the time and they're constantly amazed. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Firm360. You checked out Firm360 at Practice Management System. You know, I could tell you about the razzle-dazzle features, about how it gives you a 360-degree view of your practice, everything you need all in one place. But instead, let me, let me let the people talk, the people who actually use Firm360. What are the users saying? Here's Joshua S. About six months in using the tool, it has a firm between 11 and 50 people. Firm 360 is a practice management solution I have been looking for in my 25 years in this industry. I've used many different products, all claiming to save me time, money, and be the best product for my business. I've tested every other online practice management tool for accountants and all have fallen short except Firm 360. Finally, a product that has everything, is easy to learn and use, and support that is second to none. Because you know what? We all need a little support these days, right? Listen, stuff's gonna happen sometimes. Maybe there's a surprise. Maybe you just can't figure something out and you need a, a friendly person to help you work through it, right? That's why support is so important. Okay, gang? If you're looking for the supportive practice management system, look no further than Firm360. This episode is sponsored in part by the fine folks at Cloud Accountant Staffing. Do you hire accountants? Bless your little heart. Uh, not the best part of the job, in my opinion. Not something I ever enjoyed. Well, listen, you can build your accounting dream team, dream team. with talented offshore accountants in the Philippines that work 100% full-time for your firm. Their accountants aren't freelancing or contracting for multiple firms. They're all yours. They work exclusively for you and are incentivized to stay with you and your team long-term. They're not going to get swiped. 
Cloud Account Staffing is 100% dedicated to the accounting industry and founded by a former accounting firm owner that understands your business, knows your pain points. They had to hire some accountants and they said, you know what, we're going to build our own pipeline in the Philippines. Going to pull in some super talented people and then open that up to other firms. Basically, that's the story. Uh, I've been talking about a lot about staffing, building more resilient staffing pipelines for your firms. I, I had staff in the Philippines, at, like totally red pilled me to like, oh geez, like we need to globalize the way that we get our work done. Uh, check these folks out. Link in the show description, cloudaccountantstaffing.com. It's, By, it's, not, it's yeah. not a high bar, right? <laughs> I was going to ask, so you so do you still do internal stuff like one-on-one direct to clients and or like a new internal newsletter type content? You still do that? Yeah, I, I mostly do one-on-one videos for clients. And I've thought about doing a video like for, for I do like a newsletter every once in a while. I thought about just doing a video newsletter on top of the text newsletter. So like, uh, hey, if you want to watch this, yeah. If you enjoy watching things, you can watch me t- talk about this newsletter. Yeah. I've just been like, like, oh, I, okay, I wrote this all and I just want to send it out as fast as possible. So I had yeah. but I am going to start doing that, have, have the video aspect of it. Yeah, thinking back, that is one way that I think I like exercised that muscle a lot early on was I just made it a practice that people were going to get video deliveries and I probably had like, several hundred loom videos under my belt before I ever put anything out public. Hmm. Um, but I do think people look at the really big, impressive public stuff and the stuff they see in their feed, and then they do something and they're disappointed by how it's not that. But to your point, like, don't try to start there. Like what's a really low stakes, you know, way to start, you know? Yeah. Don't try to be like Jason in your first video. Cause it's not going to happen. <laughs> And Jason was not Jason in his first video. And the, <laughs> people are always like, you're such a natural on camera. And I'm like, it's because I've made more videos than like anybody else in the space. I hope, goodness sakes, I hope I'm better at this thing. And it's just like, I don't know. I think of it like exercising a muscle. Like if you really want to be better than someone else, there's some, there's definitely being tactical about it and not wasting your time. But a lot of it is just doing it. I found that making videos will help no matter what the video is about. It's going to help you like be able to talk to people too. It's weird. So I feel like I'm a much better communicator now in in front of people. Really? Now that I've made more videos cuz I I'm trying to be more animated almost cuz it's like I've noticed a lot of times when I'm talking to someone I'll I'll kind of do the same things I do while I make my videos. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, and I like right now, just using my hands because in a video, if you're just like this the whole time, yeah. it's the lamest video ever. Yeah. And so like being a like a more interesting person to talk to is, is like a weird benefit I've seen from making from making videos. And I think it probably helps with public speaking too, in a way. I mean, you've, you've been on big stages, so I, I haven't really been on a big stage yet. So uh, would you say there's any crossover? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. You're much more aware than the average person of what you look like as you present because you end up in this weird situation where you are watching yourself a lot because you're having to go through edits and all that. And so you're definitely more, way more self-aware. I will say in some ways, like traditional YouTube videos like hamstrung me when it came to speaking because I did everything off a teleprompter. I can do that (laughs) super confidently 
And part of the reason I did the daily podcast actually was just getting more comfortable speaking in a clear, logical way to a set of prompts, which is more like what public Hmm. speaking is, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of, I had a couple of experiences where it was like, this is kind of weird. It feels foreign to me to like go off a set of slides. And uh, so I did, that was something that I intentionally tried to get better at. But I do think you are much, much more aware of like yourself and how you present because mm-hmm. you just, you see yourself do it. Something else I would consider or suggest other people consider is, this is going to feel really awkward, but doing a live stream for your clients or potential clients. clients. Wow. Yeah. sounds weird, but having, having like real time connection with people is different than you doing something and then they watching it later. Yeah. And I don't know, like whenever I do a deadline stream, it's so cool because they're reacting to whatever I'm talking about and then I can react to whatever they put in the chat and like feels like you're building a community. I feel like this is even one step more foreign than making videos for most people like streaming. Why do you terrifying? Explain to me like I'm 75. Why? (laughs) Why do people come and watch you stream on those deadline? streams dude i don't know (laughs) (laughs) because it's someone they're coming to watch someone that is just carefree good looking talking about whatever's on his mind explaining his thoughts and feelings around the deadline answering any questions that they may have that's the thing i i ask people like hey for this last one, I was like, hey, if you have any questions about running a firm or you're wanting to run a firm and you have questions, ask me. And I got a lot of questions cool. around running a firm and starting a firm. So it's very interactive. And so I think they're they're watching me to help hopefully gain some some knowledge Interesting. And, and wisdom. But also just to hang out. When you start to build a presence online, people just are like gravitate towards towards what's familiar. And they've watched my videos and they've seen some streams before, so they keep coming back. And it's probably like when gamers started first streaming, like, why the heck are people watching me play this video game? <laughs> like there's, you know, when people start getting really popular, some streamers have millions of streamers or followers, subscribers, and uh, they're watching someone play a video go- video game, but it ends up they're just wanting to hang out with them mm-hmm. uh, because they like the person. It's maybe not, maybe partly because of what they're playing or talking about, but also mm-hmm. partly because they they feel like they're a friend. So I think people are starting to feel like I'm their friend and that, yeah. that'd be really cool. That was totally one of the driving thoughts behind this pod is like so many people, especially as we're working more remotely, like we're working in isolation and there is no aspect of like, we've lost like the kind of co-working with other people sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I know I really enjoyed, like I built relationships with people on podcasts and on YouTube and stuff like that. As I was doing other things, like it was like you're spending time with them and that was really fun. But that Mm -hmm. is the big upside of live streaming is that whole like actual live interaction aspect of it, which is lost in podcasting and YouTube. Yeah, like now that I suggested to like 
live stream in front of your clients, like I have to do that now. And so I would love that. Oh my gosh, you should totally do that. I would love to see <laughs> if anybody comes and why, because like the, you know, having content, having an audience that wants to learn about firm running from you, that makes sense. I'm trying to think of what the flip side client side mm -hmm. of that is like what is something that they're actually that curious about because if mm -hmm. i work with beekeepers if i'm a beekeeper talking about running a beekeeping business i could see why they would plug in but if i'm like a tax account for beekeepers are they going to be equally interested in me talking and thinking through like i don't know maybe i like prepare a tax return or something like that for like this <laughs> pseudo beekeeper and maybe that's interesting or i don't know yeah my any, you can talk about anything, honestly. Okay. Who would show you go, up? You go do that and tell us how it goes. <laughs> In fact, you should totally, that'd be a fun YouTube video. Like, I have do a like small a pool to pull from though. You know, I don't have hundreds of clients, so you could expect. That's what, no, that's what makes this great content is when nobody shows up or <laughs> when three people get on and you lose your mind and you're so excited that there's three people. But then two of them are actually your mom, uh, and that whole emotional roller coaster. I t <laughs> that is the video. I invited all my clients to join me on a live stream. Here's what happened. <laughs> it's, like it's like Ryan Trahan <laughs> making a video about an inviting 100 billionaires to his birthday party, and then none of them come. It's the same thing. <laughs> One more question for you, because I know this is a big blocker for a lot of people is they're afraid of putting themselves when they think about putting themselves themselves out there publicly they're they're like mm. oh what will person x in my life think like what will this person say or that person mm -hmm. say i think the reality is nobody cares everybody's doing their own stuff but what has that experience been for you like does your mom watch your youtube videos what does your wife think about stuff being out there like what how have the people in your real life reacted to that because i think that can be a blocker for people considering it you're going to think that people will see you in a negative light and that's hasn't been the case at all for me. I've, I've had like no negative reactions or consequences from making videos, even from clients, you know, in my email signature, I say subscribe to my YouTube channel. So mm -hmm. I imagine there are, there are clients that watch my video and that's kind of, that can be kind of scary because if you 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 think in your head like okay if i say one thing i could trigger somebody and right. they cancel me or they they just say okay you know you're you're a jerk like i saw you talk about this thing and you're a complete jerk and and then they just stop working with you because they don't like the way you're on video like okay mm -hmm. that hasn't happened so i think if people know you in some form or fashion then i don't think that's going to happen I've had random people tell me like, oh, you're arrogant or I don't know, some, some video I made the dudes like, Hey, like you're, you have like a little bit too much ego or something. <laughs> and it, yeah, all, all your fears of negative reactions, I think are unwarranted. Like, I don't, I think that's one thing that you should try try to get over if you have those thoughts. I have random friends slash, you know, people are in kind of like my circle will say like, dude, I saw your video and like just random people and mm -hmm. they like watch the video and they're, they, they like enjoy it and are excited to talk to you about it. And it could have no like meaningful benefit 
in their life to talk about or to watch this video, but they still yeah. do and they enjoy it. It's 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 pretty weird. <laughs> I'm always amazed by that. My family could absolutely care less, but then there will be like this random person. And they're like, oh, man, we watch all your videos. And they're like a tennis coach. And I'm like, what? What? They're like, we love it. I shared it with a bunch of my friends. And I'm like, this is about accounting. Why are you interested in that? Ugh. Okay. Uh, let's ride this promo pony out of here. Uh, if folks who aren't following you, where, where where do they find you? Follow me on Twitter, Tax Telegraph, Logan Graph, one of those things. Uh, follow me on YouTube. You can just search Logan Graph probably. Uh, yeah. That's it. Thank Simple. you for joining us today, my dear. Everybody, thanks for coming and hanging. We'll be back tomorrow with a Q&A Friday. If you got any questions, drop them in the comments. In fact, you got questions for Logan, drop them in the comments because he's on the tube also and he can hop into the replies, right? Yeah, y'all just tell Jason you want to see more of me so I can talk to him more. Mm. Yeah, we'll see about that. Okay, thanks for coming <laughs> and hanging. I'll see you tomorrow.